Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at Supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Solar panels work in winter. Solar energy output in Australia throughout winter is surprisingly high in some cities. You can learn more about better solar energy at B-Solar. Visit b.solar to learn more. GLG Greenlife Group, leaders in property services and open space management at glgcorp.com. Welcome to the First Serve, your home of tennis. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another big edition of the First Serve. It is your home of tennis. We do it every Monday right throughout the year for the sport that does not stop. And have we got an Australian who is going absolutely beautifully at the moment? More on that very shortly with the continuing great ride that we're on with uh, Ash Barty. Sam Stozer at the ripe old age of 37 lifting another trophy. It might be her last potentially, but what a week for Sam to show there's a little bit of life left in the Queenslander. And a little bit later on, we'll chat to a parent of a player who's doing it at the bottom end of the tour on the ITFs, uh, Billy Phyllis. He's a great man. He follows us on our social media. His daughter, Jamie... He's uh, back up and playing uh, this year, so we'll have a chat to uh, Billy Foolis. And also, uh, Linda Pierce, award-winning tennis journalist, will be in the house tonight. one 736 736 As always, it's your one opportunity on commercial radio here in Australia to talk the world of tennis. We take talk back. What do you think about the world of tennis? Anything you want to put on the agenda? Domestically, abroad, it's such a big tennis universe. one 736 736 you call in tonight, we'll put you to wear no doubt about that. The Tennis Direct text 0433981116, that is available to you as well. And Tennis Direct, they've been on board with us uh, right throughout uh, this 12 months. They are Australia's favourite online tennis store. So while you're listening in tonight and go shopping, tennisdirect.com.au, use that promo code FIRSTSERV10, which plenty of people are. You'll get the nice 10% discount and all the goodies wherever you are around Australia will be delivered to your front door. OK. Let's get into our tour wrap of the week. And there's only one place we're going to start because I had to get up very, very early today to watch the Ash Barty train continue, and it did in beautiful fashion in Cincinnati. It's going long. It's another title for Ash Barty. Unbeatable, unbelievable form. And she sweeps aside the challenge of the wild card. A memorable week for Jill Teichman, but one step too far. Ash Barty in supreme form again takes the title for Western and Southern Open. 6-3, 6-1. Your 2021 Western and Southern Open women's champion, Ashley Barty. Thank you to Andrew Krasny, one of the great court announcers, does all the US uh, tournaments and Ash Barty lifted the trophy in fine style today. We'll have a listen to her in uh, just a tick, but that was uh, the most comfortable match she's played 
all week in a, in a week where she's uh, well not really been pushed uh, at all. Had a buy in the first round, defeated uh, Heather Watson of Great Britain six four seven six, demolished her good friend Victoria Azarenka, the former world number one six love six two, took care of Barbora Krichikova, who won the French Open this year. They met in the fourth round of Wimbledon, so back to back for Ash over Barbora, and then she beat Angie Kerber. Of course, uh, a rematch of their semi-final at Wimbledon, 6-2-7-5. And today, up against, uh, well, a lady we didn't factor her in at all at the start of the week, Jill Teichmann from Switzerland, wildcard, 76 in the world, had her finest week on the tour, but no match uh, for Ash today. So fifth title for this year. That's more than anyone. The most wins on tour this year, 40, 47, the win-loss. 83rd consecutive week. As the number one, 90 weeks overall, she's been in the number one spot. And this is her best chance, absolutely her best chance to win the US Open for the first time starting in a week. She's been to the fourth round previously, 2018, 2019. It's the toughest because it comes August, September. There's some weary bodies limping into New York this, next week. We know a few have pulled out, Nadal and team and Federer on the men's side. Whether Osaka gets there, we'll have to wait and see over the next uh, few days. But Ash Barty, let's take a listen to her uh, winner's speech on uh, Centre Court in Cincinnati today. Ash, I think we all know that uh, today is officially, well, almost officially, Ash Sunday. So I'm going to have you take it away. Uh, thank you very much. First of all, Jill, what a week, mate. This is, this is where you belong. This is your level, and it's been so nice to see you play your best tennis this week. I know that uh, over the next few years you'll, play, you'll win many of these, win many big matches, mate, but it was certainly nice to share the court with you today. So well done to you and your team. I have to say, of course, thank you to the tournament for, for getting this up and running, Western and Southern in particular, and all of the other partners. Uh, I know we all missed being here last year for, for other reasons, but it was certainly nice to be back this year, and the, the event's been run incredibly well um, with all the, the weather and all the different things that we had to deal with this week. Um, you guys did an incredible job. To my team, who have been hanging in there with me for a few months now, we've, we've been on the road for near six months and it's been uh, a joy every single day. So thank you so much for you guys for hanging in there with me. It's been awesome. You've kept me in one piece, Mel, and um, we've certainly enjoyed every single minute. So thank you very much, guys. I appreciate it. And last but absolutely not least, um, the crowd, guys. I know... Jill hit the nail on the head. It was so nice to play out in front of you again. I've seen so many smiling kids enjoying tennis. You genuinely reminded me of how much I love this sport. So thank you so much for coming out and making it such a joy for us players. Thank you. Well, she's uh, popular everywhere she goes around the globe. Uh, they love her, Ash Buddy. They love her brand of tennis. They love her humility. They love her down-to-worthness. Uh, she's very authentic. I mean, she just presents so well. Her tennis at the moment... I can tell you, is in uh, as good a nick as I've seen it. That first serve, um, look, it certainly could get higher percentage-wise, but when it does land, uh, she's winning up to around 80 90% of points on that uh, first serve. Her slice are particularly good, but I think her forehand has uh, really come to the fore this week. That forehand, whether she's going inside in, inside out, up the line, cross-court, it doesn't come back with any interest. So today, Ash Barty, top of the ratings... The rankings, 10,185 points. Sabalenka is 3,000 points behind. Osaka, 
is nearly 4,000 points behind and Pliskova is about 5,000 points behind. So a fair chance that Ash Barty is going to be staying world number one for quite some time. She mentioned Mel. You'll hear Sam Stoza mention Mel, who's playing a big part, uh, Tennis Australia physio, who's on the road with a lot of our Aussies who are spending the good part of seven to eight months on the road before there's any chance of coming home a little bit later on this year. So well done to Ash. You'll settle into New York uh, this week and prepare for the US Open to try and claim three of the four majors and we can only dream that she can win the Australian Open one day. That would be the absolute icing on the cake. Now, not to forget Sam Stozer. We maybe thought that a title was beyond Sam again at whatever level, but 37 years of age, it is the twilight of her career. I'm not 100% sure when Sam's going to call it today because she still loves playing, competing. Travelling's become a little harder uh, since becoming a mum and uh, she got a little emotional uh, today on court. She hasn't seen her family for a little bit. But her and uh, Zhang Shui of China, who won the 2019 Australian Open, teamed up to win their third title in Cincinnati, 27th career doubles title for Sam Stozer, and uh, this is how they got it done. It was an even better version of the previous serve. And the 37-year-old Australian back in the winner's circle. So Zhang and her, of course, have played together before. They've won in Australia. Hayley Carter, unfortunately, hurting her foot at Wimbledon, allowed this team to get back together, unite, and they are successful very, very quickly. Easiest match of the tournament in terms of the scoreline, but it was anything but comfortable out there. Lots of moments, difficult. They got it done. It was the easiest because all their other matches, a lot of their matches during the past week had gone to the match tiebreak where it was uh, very small margins. So she's jumped about 40-odd spots in the rankings in doubles. I mean, Sam Stozer has been number one in doubles. I was just going through a couple of her numbers uh, today, and I'm as guilty as anyone at times for being a little too negative, Reece Sam. And I think sometimes we just harbour too much on what she hasn't done here in Australia. But when it's all said and done, when she does hang up that racket, nearly $20 million in prize money... She's won a singles Grand Slam at the US Open. She's been as high as four in the world in singles, nine titles. She's made a final of a French Open as well. She's been number one in doubles, three Grand Slam doubles titles, AO French in the US. She's been a three-time Wimbledon runner-up, a two-time winner of the Tour Finals, and she's been a three-time Grand Slam mixed doubles champion and one of our best performers in Fed Cup, 37-21, the win-loss. It's a pretty good resume for Sam Stozer. And yes, I've been as frustrated as anyone that she hasn't been able to put it together in Australia over the years, and she's felt a bit of that pressure probably. But I think there's going to be a fascinating chapter post her playing days. There's no doubt she'll stay involved in Australian tennis in maybe a coaching, mentoring role. There's so much more to give. Sam Stozer on court, the winner's speech today in Cincinnati. Firstly, I'm going to thank my partner um, for getting us back together and playing together with me again. Um, I miss being out here with you, so thanks for joining up again. And you wanted the big trophy, and now we got it. So thank you very much. I'd like to thank uh, all the tournament, Western and Southern, uh, Jay Wayne, also for the wildcard into singles. Thank you very much. I'm glad I was here till the end. Uh, 
like to congratulate Louisa and Gabby. You guys are having a fantastic summer. Um, great to see new partnership and doing really well. So good luck in the Open, and I'm sure you guys will do great. I'd like to thank our team, uh, Robert, Shway's coach, Stubbsy, my coach. I'm glad I've got a tournament you haven't won, so I can rub that in later. <laughs> and Melanie for being here as our physio for all the Aussie players. Uh, it's fantastic to have you on the road with us, so thanks for everything you do for us uh, on the treatment table and off. And lastly, uh, all you guys for coming out here. Um, thanks so much for supporting the tennis. It's great to be back playing in front of such great fans. And just to my family at home, I love you guys. I miss you and I'll see you very soon. Little emotional at the end, and yeah, I didn't necessarily the bit before. You know, I sat back in my chair today when I was listening, thinking, "Oh, fans at a live sporting event. We can only dream uh, here in Australia. Well, certain parts of Australia is one side of the country where it's a, a totally uh, different world at the moment." Well done, Sam Stozer. I hope there's a really good chapter to finish whenever that will be. Not many sports people get to go out on the fairy tale note. Uh, it'd be great to see Sam maybe even pinch one more doubles major. Singles are certainly beyond her uh, now at uh, 37. Shout out for uh, Denmark's Clara Talson. She's 18 years of age. Now, she's a former junior world number one. She won the Australian Open Juniors two years ago. She's a rising star. She's gone from 152 to live 77. She won in Chicago the 125 over the weekend up against Great Britain's Emma Raducanu. Now, she was the young girl that... Um, played Isla Tomjanovic at Wimbledon and had that emotional uh, match where, look, she was just cooked uh, in the end. Uh, rode the wave of emotion, absolute surprise packet. So two young girls that we're going to be talking about for the good part of the next decade. Alexander Zverev, better known as Big Sasha, got it done in Cincinnati uh, today. His fifth Masters 1000 title, beat uh, a good mate. They've known each other since they were about 10 or 11, Andre Rublev, who is just a smidge behind Zverev and his accomplishment. The first German uh, since Boom Boom Becker to win it. Uh, he did it, uh, Boris, back in 1985. And he'd never won a match in Cincinnati uh, previous, which is a real surprise considering how good he's been inside the top 10 for uh, the last few years. Six aces, 93% points won on the first serve today. He's got that high ball toss, but when it's on, it's almost unplayable. Uh, big Sasha with a word after being a winner again. First of all, I want to say congratulations to Andre. I mean, an incredible week. Um, I didn't I didn't celebrate much after the win because I know how you feel. We know each other since we're 11 years old. I know you're smiling right now, but uh, yeah, I know you want your, your first Masters win and I'm sure it's going to come very soon and I'm sure that not only Masters win will come, but also hopefully Grand Slam trophies and uh, everything after that. You're an incredible player, you're an incredible person. In juniors, he used to kick my ass all the time, so uh, I didn't appreciate it that much. But um, it, it's it's great to, as you said, it's great to to play the biggest matches on tour, to play the biggest tournaments on tour against you. And of course, I want to thank uh, my team that is standing in the corner over there, uh, Hugo, who has been with me for the past five years, uh, Misha, not my brother Misha, the other Misha, Coach Misha. Um, he's been with me for for the last uh, seven, eight months as well. But obviously, in 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 our family and our team for much, much longer than that um, and of course my father uh, my father has been with me throughout my whole life throughout my my, my brother's whole career as well so um, I really appreciate the work and effort everybody puts into this and uh, that this is happening stop crying for God's sake um, 
obviously everybody who's standing here uh, without you guys I think this tournament would not be possible I think this is not only a big for tennis having so many people back in the crowd but I think for the whole sporting world to see that life can go back to normal so, uh, you know, hopefully soon that we can play sports in front of spectators and the Amount of the amount of work that you guys put in to this week, probably I can't even imagine what, what it was like. But not only this week, but I think last year you did the big first step because you were the first tournament back on tour, even though we didn't play here. Um, we played in New York. Uh, it was still incredible from you guys to, to make it happen. Zverev uh, gets it done. Uh, very nice performance, uh, Big Alexander. So he's won five at that Masters 1000 level. Djokovic and the Dale have won 36, Federer has won 28. So, I mean, those three are in another uh, stratosphere. But, yeah, good, uh, a very good week. Beat, um, beat Sitsipas in that uh, semi-final. Sitsipas had had the better head-to-head against Zverev. I mean, Medvedev, Zverev and Sitsipas, it's sort of jockeying for the, uh, the right to really challenge uh, Novak over the next couple of weeks at the US Open. For Andre Rublev, he beat Medvedev for the first time, which was significant for him because he's been a smidge under, in terms of his output at the, the really big tournaments uh, against his uh, fellow countrymen. But what about the bizarre scenes with Daniel Medvedev? Now, I'm a Medvedev fan. I, I love the way he plays tennis. He's unorthodox, but he stands, you know, almost in the corporate boxes up the back uh, where Nadal and team stand. And then when things weren't going his way, as we know with the Russians, they're charismatic, they're eccentric, they can go from uh, being absolutely smiling assassins uh, to just absolutely losing the plot. And the cameraman just doing uh, his job and Medvedev decides to uh, kick the camera and then just carries on like a pork chop that, you know, uh, I'm going to sue the tournament and I'm not happy and I'm injured and everything else. And he just had a meltdown. We've seen this before with Daniel. Now, he's got better at it. In fact, his coach has walked out a couple of times um, uh, Gilles, the last uh, couple of years, the Frenchman, who just uh, refuses to put up with some of the tantrums in their best of mates <laughs> the next day. And we saw it in New York a couple of years ago when he made that final against Nadal. He went from being the villain to being the hero when he played that five-set match against Rafa. So not his finest week, uh, Daniel Medvedev. So that's how uh, Cincinnati has played out on the men's side. I do need to spe- uh, spend just a second to mention this young guy's name. I actually got him to pronounce his name on the show last week. I'm just going to go with the shorter uh, version because uh, it's the uh, four names in one. But to Holger Rune is the next big thing coming. So he's won back-to-back challenges. We know Carlos Alcaraz, the young Spaniard, the youngest player inside the top 100. And this young man's at 145 in the world, but he's only 18. He's won two tournaments. Just jot him down. He's coming. Holger Rune. He's done a, a very, very nice job. All right, we're going to slip a little break in. Linda Pierce, not too far away. It's a bit of Aussie success that we certainly uh, want to mention, and we'll do all that thanks to Yonex, celebrating 75 years performance product crafted in Japan. Uh, check out their latest range. Uh, got some uh, great new rackets uh, coming out ahead of the US Open. Uh, Yonex.com. Back with more. Your calls to 1300 736 Better solar, better batteries, better energy. With B-Solar, you'll never have to pay another expensive electricity bill. Talk with a B-Solar advisor. Visit b.solar to learn more. GLG Greenlight Group, leaders in property services and open space management. And glgcorp.com, the first serve, your home of tennis.
Welcome back to the first serve Monday night. Always great to talk uh, the world of tennis, uh, wherever you might be right around Australia. Best way to do it, you can listen from anywhere. Download the SCN app to your phone, uh, iPhone, Android. You can carry us in your pocket. Uh, make sure you're checking us out daily too at thefirstserve.com.au. Content galore seven days a week. It doesn't stop uh, the world of tennis. We're covering every single Aussie from the top right through the ecosystem to those who are just starting their journey and uh, follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram as well. I'm going to check in with Linda Pearce. We do this each month, the award-winning tennis journalist who's also written a great piece uh, for our website today looking ahead to the possibility of Novak Djokovic winning the Calendar Slam in New York from uh, next Monday and, of course, the great Rod Laver uh, on the men's side, the last to do that, 1969. Linda, great to have you part of the show as always. Thanks, Brett. Good to, it's good to chat. Just before we get on to that, I've just obviously been um, recalling uh, Ash's performance and uh, and Sam, and it's just a couple of texts that have come through. Uh, BP, I'll second the love for Sam Stozer as she's closer to the end than the start. It's easy to forget just how great she was. For years, her and Alicia held women's tennis in this country on their shoulders. Now, I don't know if you caught um, just before the break. Uh, We're just yes, t- talking about I, her. I just want- yeah, I want to say bravo to your words there because I think she's been totally underestimated for what her achievements have been. And, and I think once she does finally retire and we can sort of stop covering our eyes every time we watch her in singles at the Australian Open, which we've had to do a few times because <laughs> there's been some pretty, you know, disappointing moments and no one more disappointed than her, of course. But yeah. she just hasn't been able to bring her best in Australia and we should not let that kind of colour the great achievements and the great record and legacy that she'll leave. No doubt about that. And one thing we don't know, and I, I go back uh, to a conversation I had with a former coach of hers, Josh Eagle, up in Sydney. I reckon it was probably two or three years ago now, Linda. We were talking about Sam, and he was he was sort of mentioning, you know, when he was with Sam, what, what's her legacy going to be? When's, she gonna, when, when's the best time for her to exit the sport? And I suppose for a sport like tennis, there is no one tapping you on the shoulder. There's no one, uh, in footy terms, uh, delisting you. Uh, You make the call of when you want to depart the sport. And she still has a great love to compete, doesn't she? I mean, life's changed uh, off court. And she mentioned that in her winner's speech today when she's really missing her family. And, you know, being a mum over the last uh, 12 months has changed the course a little bit. And she she delayed her start to this year uh, after the Australian Open, having a few extra months in Australia. We're just not quite sure when um, that last tournament will be. No, I hope she keeps going. It's a bit like that. what they say about the best vaccine is the one you can get now. I think the best time to retire is the time that you're ready, and no-one knows that besides Sam. So I hope she keeps going for as long as she wants to play, as long as she's competitive. You'd hate to see her losing first-round qualities of doubles and sort of still trudging around the world, but she's not going to do that. She's got a wonderful family at home, and she'll Mm. want to be part of that if, if she's not performing to the level that's still giving her enjoyment. As they say, uh, Linda, you can't buy experience. And it was just the clutch moments this week as her and uh, Zhang Shui were involved in you know, some match tie breaks that you know, needed uh, that experience to come to the fore, whether it was a well-placed serve or just the nuances of the tennis court, just where to you know, place the ball. It was a little difficult to return uh, up against some pretty good doubles pairings during the week. And you know, she's got gallons of that experience, which really counts uh, in these uh, big tournaments. Exactly, and I'm really pleased she gets to have a... She's got the wild card into the US Open singles as well, so she gets to have another run around at the place where really she made her name um, after not quite getting there at the French Open a few times, and that I'll never forget watching... I wasn't there in person that year, but watching her beat Serena so emphatically and just with such composure and and class. 
um, that will she'll carry that with her always. No doubt. Now, another text came in. After watching Barty the last week, how the hell did she make 55 unforced errors round one of the Olympics? <laughs> Bizarre. <laughs> I know. We're going to put that down as an aberration now. It's yes. going to be a post-Wimbledon letdown, yep. which didn't last long, fortunately. And let's not forget she walked away with the bronze medal in the mix with Johnny Pierce there. So it wasn't a complete failure, no. but it definitely was out of character for Ash. And given what she'd been through, though, and achieved and, and what the attention had been on her for you know, for that, that month, I think that she probably did well to even, um, you know, even get to the line in the single set. So I'm really pleased that she seems to have re-found her mojo. And I'm never um, less than impressed with the way she always manages to be absolutely appropriate with everything she says in every press yeah. conference and every presentation ceremony. She's just, she's just a joy. It's incredible, Linda. I mean, you know, and credit to just her, her, you know, her upbringing. I mean, you're a product of your your upbringing. We say that a lot in life, and you know, you only have to uh, hear her parents talk or to have met her parents. Her, uh, she got you know great grounding with her sisters uh, back in and Queensland. Jim, Joyce Jim as well, first coach. coach. Yep. Jason Stoltenberg after that. Now ties. Yeah. Just a wonderful team that she's always had around her. Yeah, no doubt. They have a lot of fun on the road. There's the series component, but they. I mean, this is it's it's tough, isn't it? I mean, for her, you know, to be achieving what she is, considering the length of time she's spending away from her natural habitat. Although in saying that, I mean, in a tennis career, what is your natural <laughs> habitat? Because you're on the road for a good 15, 20 years if you're any good. I think it's great, actually, that, that her partner, Gary, is there with her. I think that's made all the difference coming over just before Wimbledon. It's not a surprise that her film's been rather decent since then. So I think she's very settled in um, in that relationship and with all of her entourage. And you just you can just see that even though she's more of a homebody and she's happy to admit that than many players on the tour, yep. um, we are being Australian. We do have to go away for long stretches at times, and she seems to be way more comfortable with that than she used to be. This is her best chance, isn't it, Linda, to win the US oh, Open? Who's going to beat her, BP? Yeah, well, I was looking down looking down today. I mean, Osaka, is, uh, she's just not in the right uh, frame at the moment. Um, no. You know, Halep has had her injuries uh, this year. I, I, I don't, uh, if I'm being totally frank, uh, Linda, I, I just don't think uh, Pliskova or Svitolina are going to win a Grand Slam in their career. I'm... Uh, I've waxed and waned a little bit, but the more I see and the more I see of what's coming, I just think they've had uh, their window. I mean, Kerb has had a little bit of a resurgence. We saw that at uh, Wimbledon, but, yeah, I think it's it's ashes to lose. I mean, the thing in tennis, and this is be the same with Djokovic over the next couple of weeks, you can only, if you have one bad day, it uh, there's no second chances like uh, making the top four in footy and you get a double chance. <laughs> you're, you're, out exactly. of the, you're, you're out of the tournament. So there, there is that potential, but right now she looks really on top of her game. She does. Perhaps Sabalenka would be the greatest threat at this point, would you think? Yes. Yeah, I was just... Yeah, yeah I didn't mention Sabalenka. Well, I mean, and her challenge is to, you know, go deeper and, you know, she gets a little nervous. I mean, oh, I love the way she plays. I, I love her aggressive mm. game style. I love, she's got a bit of personality out on court and she lives and breathes every single point. She's another product of uh, Azarenka. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, you'd love to see her. I think she's capable of winning one one day, but it's that it's the fascinating matchup of just such different styles that makes that head-to-head, uh, -head, if they were uh, to get to the final, just really intriguing. Interesting we're not mentioning Serena. No, done. <laughs> it's such a shame that she won't get there. Yeah. I, I feel I know. like I know. This, this is not... It's not happening now, and it's... Oh, yeah, it's a, it's a great shame because I think that she will go down as the greatest female player in history at yep. the time she retires and yet she won't have that number that she so craves.
Yeah, look, she absolutely deserves to be uh, equal footing with Margaret Court, but, yeah, she's had uh, plenty of chances. I mean, it's it's fascinating to see what her and Venus are going to do over the next uh, 12 months as they get a uh, year older. So just on an Australian front, we head to the US Open. We know who's in the main draw. There's qualies coming up this week, which will uh, start around about Wednesday morning our time. So the qualies draw will come out in the next uh, 12 to uh, 24 hours. Uh, Storm Sanders getting the wild card on the women's side. Max Purcell on the men's side. It's always um, an interesting point of uh, debate and conjecture of who gets the wild card. So when you heard those two names, what did you, what did you think, Linda? I thought Storm was pretty much a shoe in I have to have to say. Um, season best, career, uh, sorry, career best season and ranking at like 132 now. She's had a few top 100 wins, um, just done really well in doubles, all of those things. I think Purcell, though, is the one that I'm really interested to see play. He hasn't had this chance before. Storm's had quite a few wild cards in her career, but Max has not. He's qualified for one Australian Open off his own bat. And I think it's great that they're sharing it around a little bit. We've, you've got the usual suspects of, you know, Fanatic or maybe a, you know, a Pullman's or O'Connell or someone like that. But good to give the young guy a go. He's been quite yeah. outspoken over the last little bit as well. So they're not punishing him for being a bit forthright, which I also like to see. He's got a big game. He's done, again, incredibly well in doubles. And I think terrific. He's had a fantastic year. And, um, yeah, beat Felix, you know, you, you say it best. Yes. Yeah, Felix Auger, Elias yeah. yeah, the great young uh, <laughs> at the Olympics. Canadian. Yeah, unfortunately, Max, he missed out on uh, qualies this morning in Winston-Salem, So, uh, and Duckworth had a really tight loss. Popperin got through him, and let's hope Alexi can turn his uh, form around. It's been a, a bit of a horror run since mm. uh, that really good performance in Madrid, getting to the fourth round and playing uh, Rafa. But Winston-Salem, the final tune-up this week. Millman's in the draw, maybe not 100% fit at the moment, John, so we'll see how the week unfolds for him as he tries to go back to maybe creating some more good memories at uh, Flushing Meadows. Linda Pierce is with us here on the first serve. Also, uh, thanks to Asti Tennis Courts, who are trusted by Melbourne's uh, tennis clubs and councils. You can check them out at aste.com.au. Melbourne's leading synthetic grass court surface and uh, construction specialists. Now, just a couple also coming through on the uh, text here. I don't even know if I want to read this out, but I will. Why don't the tennis authorities tell players like Kyrgios and uh, Tomic, no coach, no play on serve? <laughs> It's just, it's just a statement. I mean, it's there. It's a democratic uh, tennis tour. If you want to sabotage yourself, that's up to you. And <laughs> um, and I do feel with Nick, though, now that was bizarre today when he left it to the very last minute to yes. withdraw against Andy Murray um, and a night match with to sell out crowd yep. and then sort of says, oh, well, it's only a big deal because I'm the guy who sells tickets and, you know, pe- most people aren't as exciting as me. Mm. And I sort of went, oh, okay, that was a bit grating. The one thing I did actually like... Um, him saying was that he felt at Toronto last week that he felt a little bit kind of hemmed in by the bubble and the yeah. and the, the quarantine difficulties there. But he also said the players can't blame anyone but themselves because until they get vaccinated, this is the way it's going to be. So I, mm. I'll be interested to be a fly on the wall when he's talking to Pass in the locker room at some point. No doubt. Yeah, that was uh, bizarre. Just moments before uh, playing uh, Andy Murray, so-called good mud, although Murray gave him a little uh, clip um, last week. Now, just on quarantine, my mail, just on the Australian Open. There's not a lot we can tell you uh, tonight. There's a bit going on, but I'm told that very, very unlikely there'll be an ATP Cup uh, next year. So we're looking at a two-week lead-in is my mail to the Australian Open, modified quarantine, but how exactly that looks. So basically the players have said, we want to train and compete in a bubble. 
Now, it looks like if uh, if you're sort of forecasting here and crystal balling a little bit, I would say everything probably is going to be in the one spot again, and that's right here in uh, in Victoria. Mm. So, have two weeks of lead-ins, but the players will not, absolutely will not sit in a hotel room for 14 days and not be able to do anything, or even a small window, which they had this year of, what, four or five hours to get out of their hotel room and train and eat and... Um, and, uh, and and do some exercise. So, yeah, there's a bit to play at there, uh, Linda. Interesting yeah. few months. I think so. I, I just don't know how the, the Victorian government's going to actually manage that message to people when they're making anyone else from coming from overseas do the hard quarantine and yet tennis players are going to be exempt. I'm not saying that's the right or wrong thing. I'm just saying it's, it's a slightly hard sell when you keep making exemptions for people yep. other than your own citizens. Yep. So a bit to play out there, uh, but no ATP Cup is what I'm uh, being told. Oh, Linda, okay. now, before I let you go, because we need to get to a break, but a Grand Slam, no joke, that's a great piece. It's up on our website. We're going to put it up on our socials uh, tonight as well. But uh, the great Rod Laver, he did it back in 69. And this is the, the storyline, isn't it, really, on the men's side of the next two weeks. Can Novak win the calendar slam? Yes, and you just have to be really uh, interested in what state of mind he's going to take to New York, pardon the pun, but I just think he was so knocked around by what happened in Tokyo from everything that we saw and have kind of gleaned, I suppose. Um, he's, a, he's a man, he's a sensitive man, he takes criticism hard. Um, he was not well received at all for the way he just pulled out of the bronze medal mixed game um, and left his partner hanging and also his little tantrum and racket throwing. So if he's if he's at the top of his game mentally, I still think he's the winner. If not, I'd love to see Medvedev win. And then again, what's about top of your game mentally? We didn't see that from him this week in Cincinnati. <laughs> No, uh, yeah, yeah. Look, it's it's um, it's fascinating. I mean, Djokovic has the capacity to maybe have one uh, bad day, and I, I, I sort of swap. You know, Sitsipas, Medvedev, and, and Zverev. They're all jockeying, and one moment one's on top of the other, and uh, the order sort of changes with those three. As they all try and uh, break through for their uh, first major. Thank you, Linda. Uh, always great to have you on the show. Thank you, Brett. Linda Pierce, award-winning tennis journalist with us each month and has written that great pre- uh, piece, A Grand Slam, no joke at the first serve.com.au. Back with uh, a parent of a player who's been a winner on the weekend. Bill Furless will join us next on the first serve. Better solar, better batteries, better energy. With B-Solar, you'll never have to pay another expensive electricity bill. Talk with a B-Solar advisor. Visit B.Solar to learn more. GLG Greenlight Group, leaders in property services and open space management. At glgcorp.com, the first serve, your home of tennis. Great to be with us right here on SEN, right across the SEN network. Uh, just one on the text here. We're going to find the qualifying draw for the US Open. So I would keep an eye if you're up overnight tonight. What's New York? About 14 hours uh, behind us. I'll be waking up uh, Monday morning there. It'll be out probably overnight, I would suggest, our time, the uh, qualifying draw, because it starts Tuesday uh, New York time for our Aussie men and women. We've mentioned Ash Barty. We've mentioned Sam Stoza. Uh, what under Blake Ellison, Dane Sweeney, the two young Aussies who won, of course, in Monastir, Tunisia. That's where all the Aussies have been based, a lot of them, uh, this year. They won uh, the doubles there. Olivia Chandramulia, she won the ITF 60K dubs in Spain. And Jamie Foolis, a 21-year-old from right here in Victoria. We had Jamie in the studio, I reckon, about a couple of years ago now when she was about to jump back out on the tour. But won her fourth uh, ITF singles title, 7663. Now, her dad... I notice pops up on our socials all the time. He follows us 
and I'm very appreciative of that support. Um, Bill Furless, uh, welcome to the first service. Great to have you on the radio uh, tonight. Oh, good evening, Brett, and thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And we, we celebrate all the wins. Uh, great for Jamie to get her fourth uh, victory. Unfortunately, with the ITF Tour, we don't get to see all the matches. I try and stream uh, some of the matches around the globe, but a lot aren't, um, obviously, uh, visual to us. But Nutta, you've had a, a bit of a, a chat to her, and you know she's come back from injury in the last 12 months. Uh, still got plenty of time on her side in terms of her age to make a mark on this sport. I mean, she found herself inside the top 200 going back three years ago. She's had a few injuries across the journey, but um, a great win for her last night. Yeah, no, no Brett, we're, we're very proud. So, so happy for her because, look, she's, she's uh, done it hard uh, the last 12 to 18 months, you know, through adversity, through injuries and shoulder rico. And then when she got ready, um, she rolled her ankle. She was in the moon boots. So, you know, and then and obviously the, the COVID situation as well didn't help. So, look, she's done it tough and, um, yeah, good on her. And, uh, you know, this is only just the start. So I'm hoping that, you know, she, she goes on. Absolutely, and having seen her at a young age, at you know the wild card uh, playoff and some other tournaments, there's no doubting her ball striking, Bill. You can see it, uh, aggressive. Uh, you know she, she she can certainly play the game. I mean, it's tough at the bottom end, isn't it? You know, when I say the bottom end, everyone's got to start at that ITF uh, level. Now she got to 189. She's about 370 at the moment. The margins are small in tennis that can decide whether you climb the ladder quickly or whether you just sort of stay around the mark um just give us a feel as as a parent on this journey with her and you know obviously players are in a hurry aren't they they want to have success but do you sometimes have to have that conversation that hey you've got plenty of time here i mean players are playing deep into their 30s <laughs> sometimes beyond 40 yeah, yeah. it is that sport you can play for life and everyone has their sort of their peak period at different stages of their career yeah, um, Brett, look, she's only just come back and um, we, we know that she, she, she can play and uh, she's got good athletic uh, ability, you know. Um, and, you know, um, you know she, she played uh, a 15 and then a couple of 25s and then a 60. So she was making great progress, you know. She was, um, you know, and it takes a bit of time, you know, 18 months off and you're sort of scared to move and stuff like that. And so uh, we, we knew that she, she, you know, just a bit of confidence, a uh, build, you know, uh, sort of just uh, be happy with yourself that you're out there again playing and, um, you know, she she got a couple of finals in the doubles as well too, which sort of gave her more confidence to um, to attack the circuit as well. So, you know, we, uh, we were we were wrapped, you know, to get into final and this is just a, you know, just a, yeah. a, a start, like I said, just to help her out, you know, just to build some confidence, you know, uh, and then when she, you know, we we knew that you know at 17 you know she won the 18s and uh, and mm. then she won the wild card to yep. to make the Australian Open and uh, and then she played in the in you know in uh, you know um, in at the French Open as well too so I dare say um, her best surface is probably clay and she she just loves that surface so. Um, but that's not to say, you know, she's she's done pretty well the last couple of years at the um, at the U.S. Open as well. You know, she's she's almost touched the the main draw <laughs> um, the the last two times, you know, uh, 18 and 19, I think. You know, she got to the last uh, the last round. So yep, yep. look, we're pretty happy. You know, we're, we're happy to have her playing. You know, that's that's the main bit. Bill, know? what what's it like being the parent of a 
up-and-coming tennis player who wants to embark on their dream of being a professional. Because it's not only about Jamie, it's about you as a family and ev- everyone goes on the ride with her. I mean, we've only got a couple of minutes here. But can you give us yeah. a bit of an insight into, you know, that, that journey? Oh, look, we, we follow her passionately, like every everyone in the family does. You know, um, everyone then texts each other and saying, OK, Jamie played well and she won this and she won that. So, But we, we, we try to keep it, you know, I try to keep it as low-key. I try to be dad if I can, you know, sometimes it's yep. hard. Um, that's the most important thing that, that you know, we, we sort of keep it low-level low as much as possible. And we'll let the others actually do the, the, the talking yeah. and stuff. So. Yep. And, you know, we've, we're, you know, mum and I, and, uh, you know, we do the support work behind the scenes, which get her there. So that's that's the main bit. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm probably prying uh, and, and feel free not to uh, answer totally, but it's always intriguing to me when I look at, uh, you know, what effectively uh, subcontractors going out in the world, it's almost like running your own business. You've got your expenses, which are enormous in tennis. You've got your income, which is prize money. If you're lucky enough, you've got some endorsements and sponsorships and some other off-court uh, deals which can help supplement uh, when the income maybe is not coming on court. But a lot of these lower-level events, I mean, the prize money bill, it isn't outstanding, is it? I mean, that, that fascinates no. me just how the, how the operation goes at this level. Yeah, look, um, uh, you know, Jamie was fortunate enough to, to play a couple of uh, Australian Opens and French Open and stuff like that. So, um, you know, she's been doing it hard. She's been doing it on her own, to be honest. So, you know, kudos to her. You know, yep. she's uh, she's managed herself. You know, thanks to TA. You know, there's there's um, there's other people that have that have helped as well. You know, there's there's Betty who's been helping her. You know, talking to her yep. on a daily basis. Um, there's uh, her management team, W Sports. There's Vita, you know, where we still have a bit of a connection with mm. as well, too, even though, you know, she started at four years old, remember? So mm-hmm. it's, you know, so, you know, and there's TA support as well, too. So it's not much, but, and then there's, um, we, we were fortunate enough to get a little sponsor last year, uh, PY Timber, who actually mm. helped us a little bit with uh, with some finances just to get her going, you know, and that's what she needed it the, the most. But, um, you know, it, it is tough. Uh, it is it is tough, Brett. Yeah. It is. It is, Bill. I'm uh, uh, strung for time. We'll do it again. We'll have another chat. We'll get in the studio one day. We might do a parents' uh, little forum on the first <laughs> two. I think it'd be fascinating. Mate. But really appreciate you following us on our socials and uh, continued success for Jamie. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you for the support. Appreciate it. Bill Foolis, uh, father of Jamie Foolis. Back to wrap up on the first serve. Better solar, better batteries, better energy. With B Solar, you'll never have to pay another expensive electricity bill. Talk with a B Solar advisor. Visit B.Solar to learn more. GLG Greenlight Group, leaders in property services and open space management at glgcorp.com. The first serve, your home of tennis. Another Monday comes and goes uh, thick and fast. Uh, great to have Linda Pearce on tonight. Bill Fuller's just a parent's perspective, uh, young Jamie. She's so much of her tennis career still to come. She's a beautiful ball striker. You've uh, just got to put in the hard yards. There's uh, no other way to do it, to make it in professional tennis and uh, continued success for Jamie. We'll get her back on the show in uh, the next little while. I think the Paralympics uh, opening ceremonies on tomorrow. Heard uh, Dylan Alcott on with uh, Jared Waitley uh, last week. So um, uh, very nicely uh, done 
uh, for Dylan, who's trying to achieve something uh, unbelievable again. Heath Davidson, Ben Weeks, uh, also Martin Dunnelby uh, competing uh, as well. So uh, well done to all the Paralympians who will be uh, representing Australia. We've run out of time uh, for calls, but uh, yeah, give us a bell early uh, next uh, week. So the next two weeks, uh, US Open, of course, kicks off next Monday. We're going to be on for an hour and a half between 6.30 and uh, 8 o'clock uh, live around the country as we uh, get right into the US Open. Uh, boy, oh boy. <laughs> I would love to be there right now. Oh, there's only one place I'd love to be, and that's the electricity of the New York crowd, which is uh, something else. Make sure you go and shop at Tennis Direct. They are Australia's favourite online tennis store. Fast delivery and great prices. They'll deliver free if you order over $150. TennisDirect.com.au is where you can head. Uh, great friends of ours here at the First Serve. Use that promo code FIRSTSERVE10. You'll get the 10% discount. Keep an eye on our website right throughout the week, thefirstserve.com.au. All our socials. Uh, Aussies everywhere and the quality draw will be out overnight so we'll uh, hopefully get a few more Australians into the main draw. Uh, hit them well if you can find a tennis court somewhere around Australia. There's plenty to the close but stay safe everyone. We'll get there. We'll get there. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next Monday. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi-finals. all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.